Hey everybody, what is happening today? John Ferguson here with Legendary Clothes Radio. Hey, real quick, I want to talk today about the words that cause objections and how to eliminate them with just one list. Here's the real question. How do real closers like us, direct sales, telemarketers, and independents, who refuse to cheat, overpromise, or embellish? Who don't rely on discounts and guarantees, but want to close more sales with less effort? How do we build massive incomes, yet at the same time, live life to the fullest? That is the mystery, and in this podcast, we'll uncover the secrets for today's market. My name is John Albert Ferguson, and welcome to Legendary Closer Radio. All right, everybody, super stoked to be here on the podcast with you guys today. This, believe it or not, is something that I get asked all of the time. And people want to know, what are the naughty words? Like, what are the words that are causing objections? What are the things that I'm saying that actually cause a prospect or a client to throw out either a rebuttal or ask a question I'm not actually ready to answer yet? And so I thought today would be pretty cool to go over exactly what that is and why it is so frustrating when you just continue to get the same question asked and asked and asked and asked and asked and asked. I mean, I remember back in the day when I was actually first in sales, a lot of what goes on inside of my head had to do with how I was handling objections and my fear of having to handle objections. Here's what I mean. So I seem to always get the exact same objections over and over and over again. And it was actually causing me the disability of closing sales because I get so frustrated. They could tell I'd kind of tense up. They'd ask a specific question. A lot of times it wasn't out of any malice or major objection or concern. It was just a legitimate question. And I didn't realize what was going on at first. And so, you know, for me, I had a lot of challenges with this. Now, as I go around and I, I'm speaking and I, I'm teaching people at a lot of uh, these local network marketing companies and some of these high ticket closers on these telemarketing floors or in the back of the room of seminars and events, they're getting the same thing. And I kind of hear the banter in the background. And it's one of the reasons why I'm brought in to help teach and train is to help eliminate some of these major concerns that actually throws you into a, I guess, a crisis, so to speak, right? You're, you're thrown into having to eliminate the objections or questions, and you'd have to do it by the old school closing tactics or the old school, you know, abilities you had to learn, you know, specific zingers, specific shutdowns to the close or shutdowns to questions and just things that don't work, right? There's things that cause friction in the sale. And if you cause any kind of friction in any sales process, that actually is a notch against you. If the person doesn't like you or they feel like you're just throwing shade or if you're hiding something from them, they probably cause a lot more damage, don't you think? Like if someone's trying to hide something from you, like you know when someone's lying, like you know when someone's not telling you the full truth. And so we've got to reveal this. And if I wasn't able to find a way to eliminate these objections or these questions, I'd never be able to close again. Like I would not be able to, to handle objections through the old school benefit bashing and all of that trauma and drama that I'm just trying to one up the person with their question or put it off to a better spot where I can handle it. It really causes a lot of friction in the sale. And if I wasn't going to be able to eliminate these objections in poorly bad spots, I needed to find a way. 
And so I started to listen to myself. I started to hear the things that I was saying. And all I really wanted to do was find a better way to overcome objections. Actually, I I wanted to find a way to eliminate them altogether. Like, I don't know how about you guys listening to this, but do you like handling objections? Like, do you love, just absolutely love handling concerns? And, you know, if you do, maybe you should be a lawyer. (laughs) You know, maybe you guys should get into like debate class because sales has nothing to do with debate. Debating in a sales process actually causes friction and it causes the client to need more from you even if they purchase. They're expecting above and beyond service. Now, do we deliver that? Of course we do. But when the expectation is even higher than what you're trying to deliver, it causes problems in the future. And so I just wanted to find a better way to eliminate these objections and not have to learn another rehearsed close. I do not want to have to go through and find another technique to eliminate. And I really didn't want to go back to the old books and gurus and things that I already knew. Like I've studied this stuff and over the last 18 years teaching methods to overcome all this, I know that it's still not being taught today. I know that handling objections is still being handled the same way. It is not cool and I just don't like it. You know, and some of the things I was overcoming and some of the things that I know that you guys are probably going through as well as I'm talking to you on the podcast. And I'd really like if you guys have questions about this subject, feel free. Send me an email, hit me up on Facebook, hop into the Facebook group, uh, you know, facebook.com forward slash legendary closers. Ask me whatever questions you have on these naughty words that cause objections. I'm down to answer those questions and I'd be really flattered if you did. And if you like and subscribe and share the podcast, of course, ha shameless plug right in the middle of our episode. But anyways, so when I was first getting started with all this, I was always coming up against some of the current tools, right? Some of the current things I was using to handle objections was my script. It was a guru scripted process. And I had to use these taglines and these zingers and I had this piece of paper right right here. I'd throw it away because I get so frustrated. I'd say something else that caused another objection and I had like four or five questions that I had to answer and it just wasn't working appropriately, at least not for me. And going back through and learning another rehearsed phrase or tactic or something that was just old school, just taught to me in another way. It just felt exhausting. Like, you know, I didn't think that I could do that. Other people probably have the stamina for that. But at the time of my sales career, when I was seeing literally repetitive questions, repetitive concerns about the same stuff at the same time, that's a pattern. And I knew, I knew something was different. And, you know, maybe, and at the times when I was doing this, I thought the clients were out to get me. Like, I thought the joke was on me. Like, I was getting leads and I was getting people to opt in to my funnels that maybe they were doing it on purpose. Like, I got to that stage. It's like, oh, right? I didn't want to feel that way because I knew it wasn't them, but, you know, that that was it for me. So I kind of went on this journey to find out and explore what was going on. And so I started writing down a list of times in my sale and on my script when I was getting these types of questions. Like when I was being told a certain thing from the client and I started to kind of see a pattern in the script and what it was, was specific language patterns. Like I was getting the exact same objection at a certain time. And what I found was that a lot of objections are not bad. They're actually buying signals. They're actually things that the client wants to clarify 
because I didn't do a good job in my scripting in my copy that now has brought up a question or has brought up a concern and not necessarily an objection. And I got to say that too, is a lot of times the questions that your clients give you, they're not objections. They are clarity. They're looking for clear communication. And so I call these naughty words because they trigger the question. They trigger the fight or flight in your prospect. And this list of words just drives you crazy when you hear, like when I get into call centers, I start to listen to scripts. I start to listen to what they're saying on the phone. And I start to write down the list of words that I know that are causing objections. And anytime that I hear the word, I I know you guys listen to this. I know that you guys are probably nodding your head going, crap, I just did that. I was just on the phone and now I'm listening to your podcast. I know exactly what that means. I know exactly what that feels like right? Because you know when it's coming and you're like 10 steps, you're like, oh my gosh, don't ask me, don't ask me, don't ask me. Boom. They ask you every single time without fail, you're going to get the exact same question, which sounds like a concern to us because we're freaking out. We're like, oh my gosh, not again, right? Price, right? Oh my gosh, not again. Testimony, right? There's all these things that happen. So what I also noticed was that these became buying signals just misplaced, Buying signals that, what if they were placed in a different area? What if I can trigger them to ask me these questions later or upfront or where I wanted them actually placed? Okay, strategically planning out when I use specific language to cause them to ask me a specific question in a way that helps me to close them. Oh my gosh, I said so much right there. You need to stop, rewind, and listen to that because I'm going to move on, okay? Now, if I was using different copy... I realize that I can actually manipulate words in a way that allow me to elevate those quote unquote questions to concerns into the reasons why they purchase, not the reasons why they don't. And if I handle it appropriately, I can decide on how to inject these answers to their concerns or to their questions in a way that they don't have to ask right? The information is there, but in a way that I can control. So if you can learn to control your answers in a way that they don't have to ask a specific question that for you is an objection or a concern, you can dominate the call and they will think that you're inside their head. Like, wow, I was just going to ask that. Boom, right? Have you ever been in a conversation where you've been talking to somebody and you feel like they could just answer what's in your head? Like they're speaking to you. They're like, man, like this guy or gal, this is what I need, or you get me, right? That's how it is for your clients, how you want it to be for the client. And so I didn't have to learn any specific memes. (laughs) I didn't have to learn any specific scripts. I didn't have to learn any specific closes. I didn't have to learn anything. All I had to do was eliminate more. I had to eliminate a lot of those closes from my vocabulary. I had to eliminate a lot of those objections and witty phrases. And I knew I didn't have to go back and hold the books up from all the gurus that I I learned all these phrases from. Oh, what's that phrase? Go through the encyclopedia of closes. I could throw it away. (laughs) I could set it aside because it became more about raw communication. It came more about clarity with my client rather than overcoming with benefit bashing and who's got the better phrase, who's got the better logic is going to win. No, that's chasing. And I didn't have to do that. And I was so relieved when I figured out this model, this method. 
And the one thing that I did that I think that you should all do and be doing is you should be writing down every time in your script when you get triggered, when that client asks you a specific question, especially the ones you're like, oh, why are they asking me now? Like, oh, why does this one come up? Because in your sales copy, again, scripts or sales copy, in that copy, you're saying something that says, ask me this question. Tell me now. Ask me right? You were literally screaming at that person to throw up a question because you said a naughty word, right? You said a naughty word. And we go over a lot of these naughty words in the group. And I had one of our clients say, Hey, could you you give me a list of naughty words? Right. And this client actually had paid $50,000 for an entire redo on their business. So I stepped in uh, building out their team and they got nine salespeople on their staff. And so I said, yes, we will. But with your help, And what I wanted to do is have all of their sales staff to write down exactly when they get the objection, what those objections are, what those concerns are, what those questions are, so that we can take and start a new list. And then what we do is we script in the proper language that eliminates that word or that term that triggers a social trigger. Like a lot of times in sales, we don't realize the words we say trigger a social trigger. For instance, if I say cost, Boom, you're going to think expense, right? Probably not. If I say the training costs this, it feels like it's taking away from, you're removing. But I use the word cost. I do, but I use it placed very well. I strategically place that word in my script so that I can actually give that feeling to them. I can induce that feeling to them because I want them to sometimes feel that fear of giving up something to get something. Maybe early on, I might use the word invest. I might use the term capital over money. I might use the word leverage over credit, right? So there's a feeling out there. You have to start to use a play on words. Language in sales is so important. It helps you to eliminate having to use stinking phrases and rehearsed crap. The other thing too is it's really good in role play when you do a lot of this. And we've got 25 different role plays that we do within our our teams when we practice this because it allows you to have, again, authentic authority and really develop great, strong relationships in order to close. But for me, the funny thing is, is at this point now with, with what I've been able to do with eliminating the naughty words from my sales presentation, from our pitches, I get commitments quickly. I don't have any concern on on testimonials. I don't get the testimonial question. Hey, what have you done? Uh, Like in network marketing. Hey, what did you done? Like, did did you lose weight? Did you get fit? Have you made any money? Like, I don't get those questions at all. None of my network marketers that I teach this to never get those questions again. Boom. Bing, 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 right? How about the price? How much cost? How, How much is it? Can I pay up front? Do I pay all of it now or later or 50% now, 50% later? I don't get any of that at all. None of that. No price questions at all. That is so rad. I love that because, and I hate to to say this, but sometimes I giggle when I go to these other call centers or to speak to these sales teams or even these network marketing teams and these high ticket closers are complaining about getting the price question. And some of these guys are great salespeople. They do phenomenal stuff, but they're complaining about a JV thing, getting the price question too early. Okay. Trust me, just take a minute, write down all the times that these things pop up in your clothes and you will find a way to eliminate them by changing the language, eliminate the naughty words, and then put in the words that actually cause 
the action to move forward and then give yourself the ability to put those words somewhere else. You now can control the outcome of what you want them to feel when you want them to feel it. It all comes down to the proper scripting and eliminating these, these words. Now, I've been able to change language in the script. Now it is straight to the races. Now it is straight to the point where we can get right down to brass tacks and invite them to take action on our offer. Anyways, guys, I hope this episode was super valuable to you. we got a fantastic Facebook community. Just for joining, if you become a part of the Facebook community, I'm actually going to give you a free training called Sick Fury. And that training, I'll email directly to you as soon as you're part of the community. And it's a training that talks about questions and how to get deeper into questions. You can get really intimate with your prospects, especially in high ticket closing. It's all about communicating properly and getting right down to the core internal needs and desires of your prospect, not just their needs, not their desires, and not the surface answer they give you. So anyways, till next time, have a fantastic week and close legendary. So if you're just starting out, you're probably studying a lot, and that's a good thing. You're probably digging into all the methods to close, right? Well, that's also good. But the hardest part is figuring out how to close without causing objections. You know, the ones that you have to handle before they'll give you their cash, right? That's also what I struggled with for a while. It actually made me quite furious until I learned this simple template. So I created a special training to help you out. It's called Sales Inception Questions, or just Sick Fury for short. This will get you on track with the right questions and more importantly, the right sales conversation to lead you to the prospect's secret buying triggers. Want to have it? It's a very powerful way to let you in on unlocking the secrets to close your prospects with ease. I'm only giving it away for a short time period before I lock it back up into our main training. But you can get access to it at sickfury.com forward slash free. That's S-I-Q-F-U-R-Y dot com forward slash free. We'll see you on the inside. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the podcast if this is adding value to your life.